You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, welcome to Proof Text. I'm Michael Halcombe, and I'm here with my esteemed friend, Fred Long, and we are helping you beef up your grammar muscles uh, by continuing to talk about pronouns. I think this is part seven in our pronoun series. And Fred, what do we have on the agenda for today? Let's talk about reflexive pronouns, reflexive. So reflexive has to do with when some action is, is accomplished and there's a pronoun that is used that that tells the audience that the action is somehow being reflected back onto the subject. So that's what reflexive means. The action is reflected back onto the subject. Now, as such, these reflexive pronouns don't have nominative forms. So nominative case is the case of, of designation of the subject. And so because these pronouns reflect back to the subject, they don't show nominative forms. So their lexical form, that is the form that you see in the the lexicon, will begin with the genitive forms. Okay, so you'll see it begin with m of tu, se of tu, e of tu, e of tu. So I had m, se, and e uh, starting those three. So these reflexive pronouns are, are of three types. The first person type, M of two, that M on the front, that little prefix indicates the first person. Se of two, which reflects the second person, you. And then the E of two is the third person form of that pronoun. Each of those, this, these use first and second declension endings. So you can, you can, they're, they're actually fairly easy because they're a lot like of of tos, the third person personal pronoun. So if you take if you take the third person personal pronoun, and then you add um, m or se or e, you're you're starting to produce the the beginning and the forms of the reflexive pronoun. So these uh, are reflecting back onto the subject. And the plural forms of all the first, second, and third forms. They're all the same. They're all begun with e, but then using the plural forms uh, on av to. So uh, it'd be av ton, av tis, and then av tus. So a av ton, a av tis, a av tus. So those are the plural mm. forms, and they're the same for first, second, or third person. So first person plural would be ourselves. Second person would be yourselves. Third person would be themselves. Okay. So these are conceptually kind of difficult, right? Because you have to deal with three, uh, the three persons, first, second, and third. And then, um, but then they're very easy in the other hand, because their endings are, should be very well known to you. So these reflect the action back onto the subject. So last time I looked at an example with you uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Now this verse is full of reflexive pronouns. 
So just I'll read it in English, but you can hear it in uh, and understand the Greek. So for we are not bold to class or compare ourselves with some indefinite pronoun of mm. those who commend themselves. But when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves by with themselves, they are without understanding. Now in the Greek, this is this is even more uh, pronounced because you you have this repetition of this pronoun, and this self reflectivity is is the problem. You have these missionary rivals who are encroaching on the Paul's territory, claiming things that really they are questionable, but their basis of making these claims is self-referential, and they're comparing themselves with themselves. So you have this group that is kind of ingrown and re self-reflective back onto themselves. So they're they're commending themselves. Well, that's not how commendation is supposed to work. It's usually right. supposed to be commended by somebody else. But these people are commending themselves. They're measuring themselves with themselves. And they're, they're comparing themselves with themselves. So in the Greek text, um, there's a lot of stress here because these two instances of the reflexive pronoun, eavtis, eavtus, are abutted, metrontes. Uh, so uh, measuring themselves with themselves, the two themselves are abutted. And then the same things happens when it says they are comparing themselves with themselves. Uh, they're abutted. And so all this is achieving kind of this self-reflectivity and self-referencing, which is a wrong point of reference and, and how we ought to live. And so this chapter ends with, but the one who boasts should be boasting in the Lord. And then he said, that's verse 17, verse 18, for it is not the one who commends himself. There's the reflexive pronoun again. That is the one who is approved, but rather whom the Lord commends. Yeah, that's the person who's commended. So not the one who commends himself. So yeah, Paul here is using this reflexive pronoun to effect, to, to kind of showcase the problem of self-reflectivity and self-referencing of his missionary uh, opponents and rivals. Mm. Yeah, we have a... Uh a uh, kind of a, a bad word or a bad phrase where we say you can go and yourself, right? And then Justin <laughs> Bieber, Justin Bieber came out and he sort of turned the tables on that. You can go and love yourself. Um, and, and so uh, yeah. there you go. The re reflexivity yeah. making its way into uh, the airwaves here by yeah. way of Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it's important that we understand that the, so, the, the reflexivity isn't always bad. For example, yeah. in uh, Ephesians 4.32, uh, Paul says, be kind to one another. We'll look at that in just a moment. Tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Now, the each other actually is yourselves, forgiving yourselves. And hmm. we look at the lexicon Often uh, they'll say, well, this is this reflexive pronoun might be synonymous with another type of pronoun. We'll look at it next time, reciprocal, in, in two lessons from now. But I don't think so. I think that this is a deliberate choice 
And there is a real struggle with people and in the ancient world to be overcome by grief at their failures. In fact, there's a whole treatise written on overcoming grief. And, and so when Paul says you need to forgive yourselves, this is actually a very <laughs> significant part of our formation as peoples because some yeah, of the things well. that we do, we just get stuck in and we're like, I just blew mm. it. I just absolutely blew it. And they have a hard time getting over it. Now, my wife and I just watched the 12th season of Alone, and I don't want to spoil that for you, but these yeah. men, and there was one woman, I mean, they gave it their all, you know, but yeah. I even woke up in the middle of the night and I just said, Lord, help them to be able to move on, huh. you know, because they were so disappointed. Right. And yet they, they quit early. They quit. Yeah. They, they tapped out, you know, but they were like, right. they weren't eating meat for like weeks, you know what I mean? But uh, there's this need to be able to forgive ourselves really? and to be gracious. And uh, that's a positive self-reflective uh, thing that we need to do. And the basis of that is, as Paul says in this verse of Ephesians 4.32, is God's forgiven us. That's the basis. Yeah. It's hmm. good. Well, yeah, thanks. That's a good word flowing directly from grammar. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for that, and thanks to y'all for supporting Proof Text and Glosa House, and we hope that you'll help spread the word and keep listening. Yeah, we hope this helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glosa House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glosa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glosahouse.com today. Glosa House, language resources for the global community.